0: TrainingPort.net presents Business Aviation Training Report. Hello and welcome to the Business Aviation Training Report. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. This is a monthly look at events unfolding in the business aviation world and is produced by the leader in online training for business aviation. TrainingPort.net. Thank you for listening and thank you for talking about this podcast with your aviation colleagues. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We plan to link the business aviation news of the day with the training needs of business aviation operators, management, their support staff, maintainers, and pilots. We will discuss topics that are important to you as a business aviation professional. We will answer listener questions and anything else you suggest. So send us your suggestions and questions. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. You can email me at, podcast at trainingport.net. That's podcast net. Today's topic is what new pilots are looking for in an employer. Business aviation is under pressure from all sectors of aviation and other job sectors as well to attract and retain qualified people. Business aviation can be a very dynamic environment with an unpredictable schedule and often extra tasks being assigned as a part of regular duties. Business aviation is very different from airline flying in that a high level of emphasis is put on customer service and customer satisfaction. There is no cockpit door to divide the clients from the flight crew. Business aviation flies to various locations around the world and can provide numerous different experiences to a pilot that airline flying cannot. Our goal today is to gain some insight as to what new pilots are looking for in an employer and what they think about business aviation as a career. Today, we are talking with Santiago Ardilla, who is a pilot and business aviation degree graduate. Welcome Santiago to the Business Aviation Training Report.
1: Hi Brent, thanks for having me, it's a pleasure. I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, a little bit about myself.
0: Fantastic, that's great to hear. So we'll jump right in. Please tell us about your aviation experience so far.
1: Well, um, I started when I was 16. Uh, well, I, I knew I wanted to be a pilot since I was 12 and I think a lot of pilots do. Uh, it's a young age uh, that they're in, introduced into the industry and it, it becomes a life goal dream. Um, and, and for me, when I became, when I was 16, I was part of the air cadet program in Canada and I got my glider license. A year later, when I was 17, I got my uh, private license through a scholarship, so through the Air Cadet program, and that really set my uh, right foot forward for me to get my the rest of my licensing and my business degree. Um, they were able to send me to the same flight school that uh, for the university program, um, and so I was really excited to be a part of that and to go through the four years. Um, so I've just recently finished, I've done my multi, IFR, I've got my IATRA, and right now, I'm just looking forward to starting my career.
0: That's fantastic. You know, I did some training as some um, glider uh, pilots that became air cadets. And uh, those people work very hard. They, uh, the time compressed for uh, getting the pilot license, the private pilot license, it was, you know, six or seven weeks. And all they did was eat, sleep, and fly.
1: Exactly, yeah. That's, that was basically our, our motto. Bas- uh, my flight test, um, was, I believe, June thir- uh, July 30th, and my first flight was uh, July 1st. So, literally within a span of 30 days, I was, a, I was a pilot. And, you know, come to think about it, I don't know, I don't necessarily know uh, how great or safe that is. Um, I sure felt fine, um, but it, it definitely puts a lot of pressure on us, and we work our butts off um, to get this done because for a lot of us, it's our passion and it's what we want to do.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. So let's move on a little bit and talk about um, what you look for an employer. I, I understand you're flying now as well as doing some, some other work. Please tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So right now I'm a tow pilot with the Cadet program, which is kind of neat because it's become a full-blown circle. I mean, when I was 16, I was getting my glider license and now I'm a tow pilot for the program. So I'm able to help kids get their licenses and uh, really experience aviation and enjoy the thrill of flight. Um, so this summer I've got a seven-week contract to go to Comox, which is uh, the Air Force, Air Force Base over in Vancouver Island. Um, so I'll be towing out of there for about seven weeks, and then after that I'll be looking for, for work. And to be honest, being a part of Training Port, um, I've, it's really opened my eye to business aviation, and it's definitely somewhere that I see myself and a, an industry that I see myself being a part of going to conventions such as nbaa and cbaa and speaking with uh, flight department managers and even other pilots every single one of them loves their job and i think it's just because of the variety of the work and um how much effort and love there is for it so it's definitely something that um that i look forward to in in my life for sure
0: yeah that's great to hear and then so you're you're uh, a, an analyst, basically. Is that is that kind of what you're doing for TrainingPort?
1: Correct, yeah. So uh, I started with TrainingPort as an intern uh, through the University of Fraser Valley. Uh, one of my professors, Rod Hayward, uh, former founder of Hawk Air, uh, or former owner of Hawk Air, he was the founder, um, but he, he introduced me to Scott McPherson, the president of TrainingPort and chairman of IBAC, and basically I started working with TrainingPort ever since. I was a market research analyst and my role has really developed, but um, TrainingPort was great to me and I love working here. I love every single uh, person that, uh, that works here and I've met, um, but unfortunately it's time for me to move on and, and live my passion for flying. Uh, but the neat thing about TrainingPort and being a part of it is how it opened my eyes to uh, business aviation. I always uh, told Scott like when I when he when he took me down to NBAA, it was like business aviation. Even going through flight school and everything like that felt like yeah, it's an industry that exists. But when I went to NBAA, it was like getting over the hedge or you know pushing two bushes apart and then finding a whole new world. Like it was it was unbelievable that this giant industry that was so amazing is so hidden uh, to so many pilots, even in flight school and even growing up. So it was really neat to me to be introduced to such an amazing industry for sure. Yeah.
0: So as a, as an, um, an operator or say a chief pilot that's listening to this podcast, how, how do you think the, they can get, uh, in contact or talk to people that are getting their licenses or maybe just have them and are, uh, how do how do those chief pilots attract people? Uh, new pilots to their uh, industry, then, business aviation.
1: I think CBAA and even chapter meetings are a great way for uh, people to connect. Um, NBAA was a great way for me to connect with uh, uh, chief pilots and flight department and managers. Um, I think it's a, it's a big part of it. I, I believe the last CBAA um, that was held in Abbotsford, uh, my flight school, some of the students actually attended uh, which was kind of a neat experience, but even though that happened, I think there's a lot more of that could be happening and interactions between uh, flight schools and flight departments um, or even business aviation industry. I feel that there is a lot of that in recruiting uh, centers such as uh, for the airline industry, such as Air Georgian, and Jazz. They have these programs uh, to basically put pilots from a flight school and then lead them and mentor them into eventually flying for these companies. Um, and I think in the in business aviation, there's a lack of that. Um, there's no, I don't think there's a lot of mentorship between business aviation and flight schools. And if there is a way, um, then it's definitely through communications, through networking, through hosting events, and uh, stuff like that. Because it's such a great industry, and I think that not a lot of people know about it. Um, so I just yeah, it's just one of those things that um, it's it's not being promoted enough.
0: Yeah, and maybe there, maybe there will be a time in, uh, where chief pilots um, or you know human resources people for business aviation do go to flight schools and may, and maybe they are. I, I'm not aware of it, but uh, I know um, an airline, um, one that I currently work for that that actually interviews um, pilots with um, more or less your experience lower time no no atpl yet uh and pre kind of pre-interviews you and uh and basically says you know if you're successful then we'd like to hire you when you have the time so there there's a lot of uh competition out there for uh your type of uh experience so um maybe business aviation leaders out there need to um need to go to those schools and do those things so that's uh that's, it's a very interesting time, that's for sure. Not not, uh, time, not similar time when I started flying where there was uh, many more pilots than there were jobs.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even uh, I remember in class, uh, in one of my uh, ground school classes, um, one of the instructors put up uh, said, you know, asked the basic question like, okay, so you guys all want to be pilots, but what kind of uh, part of the industry do you guys want to be in? And then he asked, uh, who wants to be in the airlines? And basically everybody put their hands up except for me, and I was the, the only one that said business aviation. And I realized it was because I was the only one that, that had actually been introduced to it. A lot of uh, pilots from flight schools, they're introduced to the airline industry at a, a very young age and through the flight school uh, through these programs. So I think there is a little bit of that lack of communication between the flight to, uh, business aviation and flight schools.
0: Yeah. And then the other obvious one, of course, is that you fly on an airline and when you go on your vacation, probably. Exactly, and uh, not, yeah, too, not too many of us fly in the back of business jets. But <laughs> um, yeah, you have you have that experience, too. And and uh, I know I uh, even just yesterday, you know, kids come up into the cockpit, you know, before or after the flight, they want the photo taken, all that stuff. It's it's uh, it's definitely a tra- an attractor, right? hmm. Yeah. So, um, so based on those, this conversation of uh, airline kind of versus business aviation, what, what, what does attract you to business aviation? I mean, you've, you've got your analyst experience and you've been um, going to these, uh, going to these uh, conventions uh, in, you know, in North America, but what about the flying part? What, what, what attracts you to business aviation from a pure pilot standpoint?
1: Yeah, so the flying part is another whole different aspect of it. Uh, for one, there's the technology side of it. Um, you know, with airlines, there's such a big fleet that it takes them years and years to update their cockpits. Um, with business aviation, you're flying the newest technology, um, and you're really just ahead of the game in, in terms of uh, capabilities and, and types of flying. Um, in addition to that, I the other part of um, flying is the actual experience and type of flying that you do, uh, with airlines it's very inside the box type of flying, you go from one location to the other major airports um, and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. With business aviation you're going to different airports at different times of the day um, and you're really just flying outside of that box and that's really what excites me because um, as an aviation enthusiast and, and a pilot, you know that's, that's what I want to do, I, I want to fly. Um, and so you know it's just I, I almost feel like it's two completely different types of flying and that's that's one of the things that really attracts me to business aviation
0: yeah and that's that that was kind of my favorite part when I was doing it is that you would um, you know in particular I remember flying someone this this uh, couple actually that had owned all this land and then in, in the US and minerals had been discovered underneath and they and found themselves in a very lucky and lucky position. So, they wanted to go to this uh, certain place, and it was high in the mountains in the in the U.S. And it was it was fantastic. You know, it was a lot of fun, and um, you just don't get those kind of experiences with the airlines. Um, so, what say? Say you do go on and and start flying for a business aviation uh, um, company. What's what's going to keep you there? Like what what things would you look for in an employer? to you know to keep you long term
1: to be honest I just um, based on my experience right now it's just to be a part of a a family a part of a team Um, even with my um, with the other fellow pilots that I'm with right now for the air cadet program as tool pilots we're all you know brothers and sisters we're all we all take care of each other we're all helping each other learn and that's really what I look forward to um, in a company that does hire me I want to be able to learn um, and I want to be treated as as a basically like as a team member and a family member of that flight department. And I think that flight departments that do have that or any organization that does have that sort of corporate environment um, has the recipe for success. And and in reality, that's what I want to be a part of. I want to be able to be heard and I want to be able to um, accept uh, constructive criticism and just, you know, I want a mentor that's willing to uh, teach me and eventually um, make me the best pilot that I can be. Every single flight and you know for the future as long as I live.
0: That's great. That's great. So, um, you know, you're 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 new to the industry and you're and you're, this is your first career sort of thing. So you're more educated probably than a lot of us in uh, social media and that kind of thing. So. How do you look? How are you looking for jobs these days? Like I, I you know, I've done it on the internet, of course. Um, looked at job boards and that kind of stuff. Are, are you doing it in different ways? Are you using other social media to try and find those jobs?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll, yeah, I guess you could say I'm using social media. So one of the a big social media right now, especially amongst young people and even pilots, is uh, Instagram and Facebook. There's uh, quite a few Facebook groups out there. Um, that people use for hiring or if people want to put up their resumes. So there's a couple of those. Um, the other one is Instagram. That's, that's a little bit more for like the airline industry. I see a lot more of the airlines posting on there, um, you know, for, in terms of recruitment uh, for young talent. Um, but the biggest one that I'm using uh, up here in Canada is uh, Ab Canada, uh, which is a forum people can post up their resumes or people can put up uh, job postings, uh, so that's really the one that I that keep my eye on uh, the most. And then the second one is the, the website Pilot Career Center I believe, um, that's also a really good one that I just keep my eye out, uh, see if there's any postings on there. Uh, but in terms of social media I would say that Facebook is probably the biggest one, uh, with Facebook groups I see if people are posting or, um, and it gives me a good idea of what, uh, what the market is like. So it, it's definitely one of the new recruiting methods that I don't think was there in the years prior. Um, but I, it, it's starting to grow. And I think if a flight department manager is looking for somebody, um, it's definitely a method that they should consider. Yeah,
0: and if, like, uh, if you put your, I don't know if people do this, but maybe you put your resume up on, say, uh, um, a site like LinkedIn, then if, people, if companies search business aviation like the the phrase business aviation then you you might pop up in that in that search and i've been contacted you know by um even through my alma mater which is a university in ontario um someone found me that way and they're a recruiter in asia so it's the the connections now are just mind-boggling and how um uh how quickly and easily you can find people if you set up your profile in a certain way. Do you have you found that at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is obviously a great way as well. Um, you're it's funny. Yeah, you mentioned that you just type in, you know, business aviation or aviation jobs, and a whole list of them uh, will show up, and even other people that like yourself, uh, you know, will show up by by just the title or even by putting up your resume. So. Um, it's definitely a great, great method as well, and quite, a, quite often there's other uh, recruiting sites that, link, that connect with LinkedIn, which expands that network, so I believe Indeed um, and other recruiting sites like that, they'll, they'll connect with an individual's LinkedIn, um, so it, it expands your network, and you know, nowadays you can meet people online and connect to anybody from just a click away, so it's, it's incredible in the world in, that we live in now.
0: Well, thank you very much, Santiago, for your time. And uh, thanks for joining me today on the Business Aviation Training Report. And I wish you uh, great luck in your career.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Brent, for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon.
0: Okay, let's change gears for a moment. In the News is a segment of the podcast where we change topics for a few minutes to talk about other events in business aviation. This event happened in the last year, but I think it's worth repeating. Wake turbulence is something we can come into contact with as separation limits are reduced in the terminal area and with more accurate navigation systems in the enroute airspace structure. In fact, navigation systems are so accurate that I experienced my radar altimeter bouncing off the fuselage of a slowly overtaking aircraft that was 1,000 feet below in oceanic airspace. Last year, a Challenger 604 passed an opposite direction Airbus 380, which was 1,000 feet above while crossing the Arabian Sea. Less than one minute later, the Challenger rolled numerous times resulting in the loss of 9,000 feet of altitude. The inertial reference systems, the flight management system, and the attitude indications also failed. Also, according to the German Bureau of Aircraft Accident Investigation Report, the left engine had to be shut down due to an increase in interstage turbine temperature. The crew regained control declared an emergency, restarted the engine, and diverted. Two passengers were seriously injured. and The aircraft was deemed unrepairable by Bombardier following an inspection. This highlights the need for business aviators to be aware of WIG turbulence at all times and for operators to take a keen interest in UPSET recovery training. Refer to the trainingport.net website for more on UPSET recovery training. That's our podcast for today. We'll post show notes and more information on our blog at trainingport.net. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage and click blog. Thank you for talking about this podcast with your aviation colleagues. And please rate us on iTunes. You can email me directly to podcast at trainingport.net. That's podcast at trainingport.net. We'd love to hear your suggestions for future podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. This is the Business Aviation Training Report and is brought to you by the leader in online business aviation training, TrainingPort.net. Thank you for listening to the Business Aviation Training Report. For more information on each episode, visit us at www.TrainingPort.net slash podcast. TrainingPort.net, helping business aviation professionals excel.